0: Oh,
1: Indiana, Joe. Hello. Use the false loop. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up, yeah? Spider friends, Go!
2: Hey, this is Jonathan, and this is Alan, and welcome to a special Nerd to Me podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today?
3: Alan, today we're being joined by our friends Pete and Jay from the Enter the Nerd Zone podcast, and we're talking about the heroes of the eighties. 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 Yeah, uh, we're, we're we're taking our favorite heroes from eighties movies, and we're discussing them. Now, we we each took two. We haven't told each other our choices, so there might have to be some quick thinking going on in case someone uses one of our guys um, that we've chosen. But yeah, we're going to talk about two each and just go from here and talk about the, the heroes from the movies that we loved in the 80s.
2: Wow. Well, uh, welcome, gentlemen. How, how are you, Jay?
1: I'm doing very well. And Mr. and how are you, gentlemen?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, it's been a long day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and mr pete you're doing all right
0: i am fantastic but you're asking me to think on my feet that's not going to happen <laughs>
3: no i, can't I want even you to think, think about my feet I, I want you to think about your feet <laughs>
0: oh well in that case they're definitely my hero <laughs> And, and for you listeners, this is exactly put,
2: what every time the four of us get on. This is this is like the normal conversation.
3: Yeah, and this is the part of the show where we input the song "Hero" by Julio Iglesias or Enrique Iglesias. I can be your hero, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I can be your hero, baby. All right. All
2: right. So, uh, All right. hey, the the um, nerd zone—they're our guests. Would you would you like to start off with with your list?
0: I could start off with one if you want me to.
2: Okay.
0: I was going to save this one for later, but I'll do it first. Great action hero of the 80s, especially in this movie. The actor, Mel Gibson. Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon.
1: Everybody thinks I'm suicidal, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Or they think I'm faking to draw a psycho pension, in which case I'm fucked and nobody wants to work with me. Basically, I'm fucked interesting choice. <laughs> choice good choice yeah. good choice well, i figured
0: everybody else is gonna take mine so i go with a little bit more no he's not obscure i mean lethal weapons there's four movies i mean granted they weren't all great but uh you know the first and the second movies were actually pretty good and well, um
3: yeah. i was gonna say i i seen all four but i've never rewatched all four so you'll have to help me does he i know in the first one they present him as very mentally unstable does he get less unstable as the movie's gone or more unstable as the movie's no
0: gone? i think he gets a little less i mean he's he's definitely a nut job in the first one right. just for the fact that you know he's he's finally recovering from his you know because in the movies spoiler alert his wife gets killed and after she gets killed which we don't see in the movies he really starts to lose his mind but he's still a great detective so you know that's why they keep him on and they they figured they'll give them to Danny Glover to kind of control them, which just, you know, they're, I think that's like kind of the first, is it kind of the first best, the, the first buddy cop movies that we see?
1: First buddy cop? Yeah, like, quote, like. I would say I, Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds and that kid. Uh, that might be the first was, buddy cop with,
3: movie. I was going Turner and Hooch with Tom Hanks and the dog.
0: Wow, well, they, they weren't as funny.
2: But buddy cop, oh, there's there's been uh, several, dude. Like, no, uh, good... what about the uh what's the one cops? with eddie murphy and nick nolte oh yeah
3: 48 hours right, 48 Hours, You're right yeah, yeah. that's but a they solid weren't both cops
1: though they weren't both
3: cops that's
2: right uh he might, huh?
3: might be on to something he might be on to something okay i still, I do still
1: do you know? say the keystone cops were the first buddy cop movie but
3: no but there's like there were a group of those guys it wasn't just two but
1: they were all friends
2: Starsky you know, and Hutch.
3: They work together. Work friends and friend friends are two totally different things. Yeah, Starsky and Hutch. Think... There Chips. you go. Starsky and Hutch. Ponch that's and John. Though. Wow! Look movie. at Alan. Look at Alan just shooting shells and shooting Not a movie. There. TV <laughs> show. Not a movie. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh oh. He dodged the bullets Alan.
0: <laughs> Next thing you say is Miami Vice. Nah. Not happening. Yeah, oh look, look at him
3: Now he's cutting you off. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's got a point there. Is lethal weapon. Let's take this. You know, look, we're serious podcasts. Let's take the question seriously. Is Lethal Weapon the first buddy cop movie? Is there anything in the sixties? You know, like stuff we didn't watch. Well then we wouldn't know that, would we? A lot of cowboy buddy movies.
0: Yeah.
1: A lot of like so like, you know, kind of renegade cop like just thinking of Steve McQueen. I don't think Steve McQueen ever did like a quote unquote buddy cop movie. He's a loner. A rebel. I think Tango That's and right, Cash Daddy. came
3: after this movie. <laughs> Tango and Cash came after this. Yeah.
1: But they weren't really buddies, though, so. That's, That's
3: true.
0: true. They were
1: the frenemies. They frenemies,
0: yeah. <laughs> the reason why I picked uh, this movie, again, it was one of the first movies that I saw that I remember seeing with, like, you know, cursing
3: and.
2: Running scared. In the
0: movie theater. Running scared. Okay. Gregory Hines,
3: Billy Crystal. And that came out before Lethal Weapon? I yeah, have no I idea. Yeah, it was, like, 83, 84.
2: It was a de- a it was movie, definitely an 80s flick. I don't remember what year it was. That. Yeah, it
0: was early 80s flick. Yeah, because yeah. it was like 83, 84. Oh, but but movie, yeah. That's solid. Lethal Weapon is definitely better than Scary. What? Than, uh, no. Running, yes, yes,
2: no. Yeah. Running, running scared was Crystal awesome. Is not, running Crystal Scare was a good movie. Not yeah. a
0: cop. No. 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 Anyway, so my <laughs> first one is Martin Riggs, Lethal Weapon. We did four movies. You didn't see. Three more running scares? Did you? Well,
2: yeah. they could have.
0: Let me ask you this: Let He was too busy this. tap dancing.
3: <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be mad because he was a master of an art. Let me ask you this: Why Martin Riggs and not Danny Glover's character? Why is Martin Riggs the more of the hero?
0: Yeah, in fairness. They're probably together, but he did stupid He did more stupid things. I mean, he would, you know, jump into. You know, there was. He didn't care. Like he was had a death wish. So. You know that made it more exciting. You know he jump off, you know off a bridge with a person or a building. You see that in, that in the third, the third movie. You know he just he didn't care. Like he went into that Christmas tree shop with nobody else. And there's the three guys there breaking up the uh, the drug bust, and you know he just
3: pulled the three Stooges out of him and beat him. That but made I, him a hero. I I would make the argument that because he didn't care is what didn't make him a hero because he really had nothing to lose and it's easy. To act quote unquote heroic when you don't care about the consequences or when you or the whatever the consequences are you're ready to accept and not worry about he's still a hero okay devil's advocate scared came out one year before lethal weapon
0: all right so we don't even know when it was actually made it's just when it was released so this could have been well that's what we gotta before. go by <laughs> <laughs> i mean they made it in 1965
3: and it came out in 1987 it still came out after running scared Making Gregory Hines and Billy Crystal the original buddy cops.
0: Yeah, but they weren't really good at it. So
3: they were good. You
0: well, go you, they, 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 they took down
2: the good drug good. dealers, dude.
0: Yeah, but uh, look at Martin Riggs and Lethal. They took down drug lords. They took down Gary Busey. Who could take down Gary Busey? That's a lot no of motors, Everybody, sorry, <laughs> have you seen
3: the movies? A wave took no. down Gary Busey.
0: No, Gary. Gary Reeves <laughs> took down Gary Busey. This was before Gary Busey was crazy, Gary Busey. This was like a different kind of crazy. The lack of a <laughs> helmet took down their... Gary <laughs>
3: <Aww. laughs> All right, that was too far. Too far? This yeah. soon into the show, I went too far. One of those nights. All right, no, that's good. Martin Rigg. Very, okay, very cool. Lethal weapon. Respect.
1: all righty i'm up so with my first pick uh my (laughs) hero is uh one of his quotes is often it's all in the reflexes that's mr jack burton from big trouble in little china when some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck taps the back of your favorite head up against a barroom wall he looks the crooked in the eye and he asks if you've paid your dues Well, you just stare that big sucker right back in the eye, and you remember what old Jack Burton always says at a time like that. Have you paid your dues, Jack?
3: Yes, sir. The check is in the mail. Good thing I made a list of 12,
1: because I knew you guys were going to pick all my guys. Now, the reason that I chose Jack Burton is, I mean, I think we could all admit that he kind of bumbles into this situation. It's a situation he didn't really necessarily need to be into. He very easily could have gotten on the pork chop Express, ridden out of town, never given a second thought about it. Man, he just won this truck back. Well, I mean, that's it. But he could have gotten it back. He could have gotten out of town when things got crazy. He just could have said, I have nothing to do with this. He could have left. And, you know, compared to a lot of the other heroes and fighters, you know, uh, in Big Trouble in Little China, I mean, he's he's actually pretty inept. I mean, he kind of bumbles his way through everything. But the reason he's a hero is, like I said, he didn't need to be there, but he was there and he had the heart of a hero. You know, he knew what he was up against. He was up against supernatural stuff and he still went through it anyway. Really, again, just trying to get his truck back. He's not looking for anything else to me. That's a hero, and it's Kurt Russell, and he had great hair. Okay, go ahead and debate that one. I, I can't argue the, the great hair.
2: That's it that is good hair. It is really good hair. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, freaking I say, love I say Big say Trouble in Little China. It, that's a freaking awesome uh, movie. I love this movie. Yeah, never saw
3: it.
1: You're killing me, dude. I, yeah, it's, is that, that is that weird. is that is sacrilegious. That is just sacrilegious. I mean, this is this is probably one of the this is one of my favorite '80s films. Yeah. Isn't
3: there isn't there like a YouTube video where I think all Jack Burton does in the whole movie is just ask questions. Really? I like think he says the question. No, I think it was something like that. What does he say? The same word over and over again. I keep forgetting. Um, but yeah, Big Trouble in Little China is such a great movie, and Jack Burton. I mean. I was going to say, we should, we could, we could have done a whole show on Kurt Russell and maybe we will at some point, but, uh, yeah, big trouble in China. It's one of those movies that just kind of came out of nowhere and it's funny. It's action packed.
1: Uh, the characters are awesome. Very, very quotable. Um, John Carpenter film. I mean, I think John Carpenter is a highly, highly underrated director Mm -hmm. and, um, I mean yeah, I mean like I said, I, I think the reason I would I would really classify Jack Purton as a hero is no special powers, half the guys in this movie are doing kung fu. He knows that he's really kinda outmanned, outgunned, and he's he just does it anyway and he just never gives up, you know, you gotta admire that.
3: Well the funny thing is that his his friend is is really it, within the movie is the actual hero because he's the one that wants to go after his future wife and he's the one with all the fighting skills and he's the one that keeps pushing Jack forward and like, we have to do this, Jack. We have to go save the girls. And um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a great, it's a really good
2: movie. I mean, for an 80s flick, like what was big in the 80s, right? Fantasy action. And mm-hmm. this was oozing with it and Kung Fu it's <laughs> like the oh best yeah when the three storms
3: appear for the first time
2: come on that was pretty badass
1: yeah the like, um written. the gang fight in the alleyway yeah like that's that's just absolutely amazing it's yeah and i mean it was made on a shoestring budget and i don't remember any big hyper fanfare about it and i mean it's definitely a cult classic dare i say a hidden gem
2: oh there <laughs> there <laughs>
1: Did you hear that they're gonna redo
2: this movie too with uh with Dwayne Dwayne, Dwayne Johnson I think The Rock yeah
3: yes no because he no, looks like a hero no. Jack Burton did not look like a hero right You can't he's the biggest star in
1: Hollywood you gotta pick some dude to, Timmy Shekhal May or someone like that No he'd be all cool. But here's my thing Why do we have to remake it There's exactly. nothing wrong with the original I mean come up with an original idea There's, there's because no r- Hollywood's
2: not this. original That's why. <laughs>
3: The special effects are better now. That's why.
1: <laughs> but are they? I mean, there's you know you you see some films with with computer generated stuff, and sometimes it's good, sometimes it's not. I mean, this was practical effects that <coughs> I feel still were. hold up today.
2: If if they were if you were in charge of redoing this movie, who would you who could you pick today? To be Jack Burton,
1: Chris Pratt. Who would I pick? No, I'd have to go with Howie Long. I, I knew you mother
3: I, <laughs> I would rehire Kurt Russell. He could still do it. Steve Carell. Uh, D age him. <laughs> Steve
1: Carell. D age him. Um Mark Hamill.
3: Hmm. Uh, I don't know who's 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 the uh, who's the big guys? How about that um Kevin Hart. Brian Reynolds. How about Pattinson? Is he being any good?
1: Robert Pattinson. So, well, we'll see. We'll see how he does in The Batman.
3: That's a good question. I don't know. I don't know that we know who all the young kids are nowadays. Like, who's is Kurt Russell's son, or is it Quaid's son in The Boys? Quaid. Quaid's not Okay. Uh, he'd be a good fit for that part. Kurt Russell. Oh, you know, Kurt Russell's son, I think, plays U.S. agent in The Falcon and Winter Soldier limited series. Hmm. You know, maybe Clint uh, Eastwood's son, Scott Eastwood. Oh, man.
0: Well,
2: yeah. He was in Suicide Squad, right? Yes. You think he's got the, the comedic swagger that Kurt Russell had? Does Why? Was it...
0: he funny in that movie?
2: D- Dude. Oh, my God. Yes. Oh, d- 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 could you just watch the movie first, please? <laughs> I, this, I can't. My mind's blown. You haven't seen this movie yet.
3: I what's this? blow your what mind. Is this I actually seen Little China, them. you keep talking about. Yeah,
0: I seen <laughs> Little Tokyo, but that's about it. Little
1: Tokyo. Showdown a Little Tokyo. Yeah. That yeah. Brandon Lee. I, saw, it. There you I go. saw that one. That was a <sighs> okay.
0: Old
3: classic. Are you always oh. have to ask how many times did you see Lethal Weapon? Because we know from past podcasts that you've, you've see you, when you were younger, you saw movies like eight, nine, 10, 12 times.
0: Not that one. I, I've seen it on video a lot. I mean, that's not even my favorite movie of his, but uh, it's a good one. I think I've seen it like two or three times in the theater.
3: Okay. Yeah good movie uh, uh yep is Wyatt Russell is playing US agent in Winter Soldier and Falcon
0: there we go all
3: right we'll see how he does
2: yeah
3: all right um, I mean if he's good maybe he could be the new Jack Burton no
2: I, I agree with Jay this movie does not need to be remade at all there's just no reason to and I don't think with how movies are today it fits you know like the 80s was at fantasy adventure that's with kung fu that doesn't happen anymore
3: yeah and that movie belongs in the 80s that belongs
2: in a
1: museum it does i don't know how it would be good now they would they would probably change it around there would be uh international terrorists and uh you you know like the fantasy element would probably be played down they would make it i don't know it it just it it would be ruined and i think you're right it belongs in the 80s because the 80s was the era of that ridiculousness where, OK, there's mysticism, there's kung fu gangs, but we just buy it and we're along for the ride. Nowadays, there would be a lot of you know, skepticism about it. You know, why are all these gangs roaming around doing kung fu? You know, it's like the Cobra Kai thing. Why are there karate gangs in the schools? <laughs> oh,
3: my God. What if those kids grow up to be the gangs and make Trouble in all China? that's what the world becomes what if what if cobra kai takes place in No, it can't be, send it to the internet all right my bad
2: <laughs> you know it'd be a cool movie if they did if they did like maybe a spin-off of uh big trouble with the uh, with the three storms those are three cool characters that it's it's unfortunate that they're only in that one movie
1: that would be interesting
2: yeah wouldn't it
1: well, well i
2: guess I you could say mortal later... kombat
3: yeah, I remember years later when I was playing Mortal Kombat, I'm like, "Oh my God, they got the big trouble Little China guys in this."
2: yeah
3: <laughs> it was yeah. Ra- I didn't know they were based on Raven. Yeah.
2: Yeah. All
3: right. All right. All right. Good choice. Good choice. Good choice. Gracias. All right. Um. I You want me to go out? Yeah. Want to go? go for it. All right. I'm just getting this out of the way. Just getting it out of the way because you know I'm going to do it just like we know Pete's going to pull from that certain time travel movie. That's yeah, not happening. That's okay. Mm-hmm gotta be luke skywalker man
0: i want to learn the ways of the force and become a jedi like my father i that's, mean that's
3: it's, tough the to quintis- it's a quintessential hero's journey right yeah and he comes he becomes luke skywalker really in the 80s in 1980s empire strikes back in 1983's return of the jedi uh yeah he's what i grew up looking up to what i grew up thinking a hero was supposed to be it's Uh, his characterization is what i saw in all my favorite comic books um you know he's the same type of character as peter parker as captain america as majority of x-men without maybe the killing lust of wolverine um yeah luke skywalker you can't go
2: wrong well i can definitely say this i don't care what anyone says luke luke skywalker is star wars i mean he's 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 like the for me, the character that you think of when you think of Star Wars, and it's e- even J.J. Abrams said it, like when they did uh, a Force Awakens, right? Or The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. he had to purposely take Luke out of that movie because how much magnetism went to him that he was just, he was too big of a distraction for the movie, you know? So he had yeah. to essentially take him out of the movie because he was too powerful of a character. And uh yeah, if if I had more Luke Skywalker in Star Wars, I I'd be a happy camper. Like I really wish like the 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 latest trilogy was more Luke. Right. Th- than... Well,
3: there's I mean, there's a reason the last episode of Mandalorian was trending all over the place uh in December because of his 5-minute appearance. And it's what people have been wanting. It's what we thought we were going to get when they announced this new trilogy. You know, you, you talk about they had to take him out because he kind of overshadowed the newer people. But, you know, you would think a smarter way to have done the trilogy is to just, you know, have the first movie about the original three heroes where they were at and ushering in the newer generation and go from there. But whatever. But I, Luke, Luke is the model. And I think you guys can even agree to this, too.
1: Is the model of what a hero should be?
3: He is his sister. He sucks. <laughs>
1: No, I think, no, John, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, he's, he, he comes out of nowhere, uh, (laughs) humble beginnings. And, you know, yeah, he really does go on that hero's journey of of self-discovery. And, you know, when he finds out that the greatest villain out there, perhaps the greatest villain of the 80s, we shall say, Darth Vader is his father. (laughs) To struggle with spoiler that. Spoiler alert! And
3: <laughs> for our next
1: show, that... <laughs> I was going to say, but spoiler alert: Darth Vader is Luke's father. Okay. Yes. Um, no, but to go through all that, I mean, that's why I think uh, a while back uh, on our little chat there, Alan shot me a message and just said, "Who's who's your favorite hero of all time?" And I just, hands down, it's Luke Skywalker. He is just, he's he's a modern day hero across really all forms of media, literature, whatever. I mean, he's what a hero is.
0: See, I come across differently with Star Wars. I mean, Luke is definitely, I agree with you guys that he's the hero. But when I think of Star Wars, and it's just me, because I think of Darth Vader. Because I I root it for Darth Vader. (laughs) I hate to say that, but I did. That explains uh, a whole
1: lot. Yeah, I mean, Darth... well, I mean, Darth... Pete did root for the iceberg in Titanic, so...
0: I, yeah, oh, I'm yeah, sorry. I mean, I definitely did that, too. Especially with that damn diamond. And just <laughs> drop him in the water for crying
3: out loud. He rooted for the monkey in Outbreak. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there was 12 of them.
3: It's a different movie, dude. It's different... <laughs> Do you even watch movies? <laughs> I, I know that. I know that.
0: <laughs> Obviously. So, yeah, but I, I agree with you guys. I mean, he probably is, to most people, the greatest hero of any generation or time, I think.
3: Yeah, well, we're fortunate that we grew up in that. Uh, you know, if it was the 60s, it would have been some cowboy, you know. Adam West. If, if it was the 40s or the 50s, it would have been a war hero. <laughs> but, yes, yeah, so we, we get Luke. He's got a laser sword. He's got a, He's got a cool. He's a fighter pilot. He's a swordsman. He's a marksman. He's a he uh, you know, hopefully he's a ladies man at some point in his life.
2: He was. He
0: kissed his sister.
3: Yeah.
2: And if you're talking about like one of the greatest trilogies in movie history, he's that one character where we get to see him grow in three movies also. You know, mm-hmm. like you get that novice, Luke, and then an empire, he's like developing his powers and then he confronts the greatest evil the like the universe has ever seen. And so you actually get to see his growth through through the three movies, so it's it's you don't get that a lot of times.
3: And he's and and what's great is he's tempted. He's tempted to not be the hero. I remember distinctly the first time I saw Jedi, like oh my god, like he's gonna turn, he's gonna turn, and and he kind of almost does when he when he when he lets his anger take him take over when he brings up when Vader brings up uh, uh, Leia, um, but then he he redeems himself at the end and. I don't know that you see that a lot with the hero story. They're the hero throughout the whole thing, you know, and and maybe they'll have trials or get close to being defeated. But I don't know that they get tempted to the other side like like Luke does, because a lot of times these hero stories, it's not about getting the hero on your side. It's about defeating him. So, (laughs) yeah. And and look, we couldn't have one of us had to say Luke because you can't do an 80s heroes show and not bring up Luke. It's as simple as that. Absolutely. All right, cool. go.
2: <laughs> okay, my hero. Not bring him up. Now. Technically an '80s character, but oh, I'm throwing God. this one my in. Shit, and it's uh, <laughs> <you>. oh, <geez. laughs> and this hero has been around for a long time. But I think what makes this hero for me is the person actually played this hero. And this is 1978 Superman the motion picture christopher reeves version of superman i'm here to fight for truth and justice in the american way i love this character i mean like i was when you're a kid and you were you would wear underoos and they were like superman you know and you'd fly around and stick a towel around your neck maintain your flying. you know that was just all imagination stuff then you would watch superman the motion picture and good god they really made me believe this dude was like a real person. Like, even when you read the comic books and how they portray him, how he even looks, they nailed that look. Christopher Reeves just it was like born to play that role, his look. And even like with Superman movies today, if you grew up watching Superman, the motion picture, by default, you you, you compare him back to Christopher Reeves because how, how well it was done. I'm not saying all the movies are great. The first two were solid. You know, the, the last what two were not so much but like i said christopher Reeve superman is just fantastic it's it's you believe this character you believe how good he is and he's an alien and he's doing it why because he's he's there for for earth for us you know so it's he's such a great character and 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 i, I think when we talk about superman as a character like why is it so hard to do it i think when you have who, who did uh, brandon ralph and uh, who's the other guy uh singer brian singer are you talking about the director? Or no, 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 the Cameron, actor. Henry yeah. Cavill. Yeah. What's so difficult about him is that they make him too powerful. You know, like, mm-hmm. he's so fast. Blink of an eye, he's there. Where Christopher Reese Superman, he was fast, but he, he seemed, like, more real to me, I think. You know, he seemed a little bit more flawed. He wasn't, like, this enormous, like, unstoppable thing. Where, uh, right now, it's like our the, the current Superman, he, they were all trying to take down... Um, who is the bad guy in Justice League?
3: Steppenwolf.
2: Steppen. It took yeah, the whole JLA and they couldn't put a dent in him until Superman came around, you know. And he just solved everything. And uh, I, I like Christopher Reeves Superman because he wasn't so so powerful, just just good enough. And he's such a wonderful character.
0: I, I like the I, second movie better.
2: Sorry, it's, it's good. No, it's oh, that's God. a solid flick too. Yeah,
0: but it's that's a great pick. Sorry, Jay.
1: No, I was going to say what I also like about the Christopher Reeve portrayal is the fact that I feel, well, Brandon Rouths kind of did this, too. But with the newer version, it's like he's not even really trying to hide who he is. Like Clark Kent is very secondary. And, you know, you want to talk about a hero. Superman is, is really, you know, if it's Christopher Reeve, if it's Henry Cavill is the most powerful character, you know, in that in that movie on that. And the fact that Christopher Reeve hides it so well as this meek, mild guy, when he could really, he could easily get the girl and impress her with feats of strength and this and that. You know, being that hero, being able to disguise himself like that, I mean, that's why I think Christopher Reeves' Superman is, is more appealing to me than some of the other versions.
3: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think f- for being, it, it, it's kind of, I don't know if it's irony or not. We'll have to ask a lot more set, but it's kind of ironic that <laughs> Superman. Superman was the first superhero, you know, back in 1939-ish, and in regards to modern movies, Superman was the first one to really hit it big, and I, I feel that he embodied what it meant to be a superhero, like Christopher Reeve's portrayal, and it's. It's just the way he was as an actor, because we've seen a lot of people try to be Superman afterwards. Some did a decent job, some not so so good. But he understood the character the best, and I think he brought that to screen. He brought that that earnestness, that you know he he that believability, uh, you know that this guy could exist in, in the world we live in. And you know, Superman two was good, and, and if you look think about Superman three and four, not great movies, but he's been, he's probably the best thing in in both. Superman 3 and 4. Oh, no no doubt. Yeah. No doubt. So, yeah, good choice. And since most of the movies took place in the 80s, it's
1: still still a solid pick. That's fair, fair, (laughs)
3: fair. Yeah. All right. Good choice, Alan. Thank you all. That was a good first round. We had, uh, let's go backwards. We had Superman, Luke Skywalker, Jack Burton, and what's
2: Riggs' first name? Martin Riggs. Ah,
3: Martin
0: Riggs. Yeah,
2: 3 out of 4 isn't bad. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that. Escape from Guy is bad and Escape Superman's horrible
3: from, too. Wrong movie. Whatever.
0: Oh, he did the <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz movie,
3: right? Was he it? did, yes. Did the Escape from Alcatraz movie. Uh yeah, I know He played Cobra Pilskin. He played Cobra Kai. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh Pete, speaking of uh Cobra Kai. <laughs> Pete, it's your turn.
0: Okay, I'm gonna go with someone that you don't think I'm gonna pick. Oh, but I'm gonna go with Michael Keaton as Batman in '89.
1: I want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me,
0: Batman. Okay, Batman, best Batman portrayed in the th- in the movie, second only to one guy. In 1966, they did a movie called Batman '66. But yes, so that that was kind of like the first movie I saw that I, I'm like, it was really like the first superhero movie, right, that I really remember watching and seeing. And I just thought Michael Keaton did a great job as Batman. And Batman is probably the greatest hero, second only to Flash. So
3: I I will say it's it's a good choice. And I will say with Batman, the movie Batman, that was the first, because I was too young for the hype of Star Wars, well, not Star Wars, but Empire and Jedi. Batman 1989 was the first movie I remember how hyped everybody was up until the premiere of this i saw it opening night had to wait in line the 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 theater was packed like it was the, the first event movie i can remember you know there were obviously good movies great summer movies that came out before it but batman was like this huge event movie and i remember when the first poster came out it was just the bat symbol and we were, you know, I remember talking about it in school. We were all going crazy in school, and oh my God, this looks awesome! Blah blah. blah. I remember the controversy of Michael Keaton being cast. Like, oh, that's Mister Mom. How's he going to be Batman? Um, just a uh, just a great movie. Uh, and you know, Alan, we talked about we did a show on Batman '89, and you know, we we kind of figured out it's more of a Joker story, right? It's more, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Batman story. Um, but yeah, it's, it's 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 a good movie. I saw that movie. I
0: stood in line for an hour and a half with my cousin to see that movie the first time yeah and then i saw it again i think i saw that seven times in the movie theater
2: wow. wow
0: yeah so i mean i you know as a kid you know i know like john you love nightwing and i used to love like my one of my favorite characters on a kid was was robin i liked batman and robin and um you know this like i said this movie it I had to keep going. It wasn't Rain Man, but it was definitely a good movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing's Rain Man.
0: <laughs> Another hero in my uh, list of people. There you go. Yeah,
3: right. That's a good one. And, yeah. Yeah, anything else about Batman? Jay, you got any thoughts about the Bat?
1: Well, I think you guys really said it all. I mean, this, this was definitely probably one of the big franchise movies uh, of, of the 80s. All the hype and everything. I mean, granted, earlier in the 80s, we had the Star Wars trilogy, which had a lot of anticipation. But uh, Michael Keaton is probably one of one of my favorite Batmans. So, yeah, I think it's a great pick.
0: We did a show on that. Jay, do you remember who we picked as our favorite Batman? Was it Michael Keaton?
1: It, it turned out to be Michael Keaton. Absolutely. I thought so. Well, there you go.
2: Do you still feel that way? You, you think Michael Keaton's the best Batman?
1: I, I think yeah. he's one of the best. Yeah, and I think a big part of it was is I didn't I, I didn't expect him to be a good Batman. You know, like I I think yeah, like it was like this is the guy that did Gung Ho. Like, is going to be <laughs> Batman? Is this going to be? I I thought it was going to be like the TV show. I, I was very pleasantly surprised.
2: Wow, no, he, he's a good pick. I, I mean, God, Christian Bale's Batman. That I mean, he's a good Batman, but. It, I think because he's paired with Christopher Nolan and, and that whole story, Timmy just kind of elevates it a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah, I think. Well, I think Christopher. Uh, I'm sorry. um Yeah, well, I think the Christopher Nolan Batman is probably more physically what we think of a Batman, like with the action and everything. But Michael Keaton's Batman, I, I kind of liked his dark, brooding Bruce Wayne, which is a big part of that character as well.
0: Yeah, I think he did well on both sides. He did great Batman and a really good to great Bruce Wayne, which you don't get that in every one of these characters.
3: Yeah. Okay. I can see
1: that. All yeah. right. Very good. Jay, your second pick. Alrighty. My second pick, probably not somebody you would think of as, as a hero in the eighties, but, uh, I remember seeing the movie aliens and watching Sigourney Reaver pretty much take over that movie as Ripley we'll move in pairs, we'll go step by step and cut off every bulkhead and every vent until we have it cornered and then we'll blow it the fuck out into space. To me, again, she was the only survivor from the first movie. They find her in suspended animation and then when they discover that the alien that pretty much took out her crew might be back on another planet, they want her to go investigate and she is like, there's no way I'm going to do that until they really almost kind of Boxer in a corner and forced her to do it. She goes along again, doesn't really have too much in the way of military training or anything, and she ends up pretty much, you know, taking out an alien queen. So you want to talk about a badass hero? Ripley from Aliens.
0: Yeah, I like that pick.
3: Yeah, I mean it's a great pick. She she's the reluctant hero too, because like you said, she does want to go back to the planet. She she winds up going, she succeeds where all these marines fail. Uh, she her her mother instinct kicks him kicks in right away when she finds newt mm-hmm. and, and that that's the drive you know of her for after she finds newt and, and makes this decision that this little girl is gonna be under her protection. you know that's the writing on the wall for the uh, for the alien queen and uh, she does she does uh, you know she gets in that like mech suit which reminded me of a Robotech mech suit mm-hmm. and she kicks its butt. Yeah, and it's a, kind of a disservice what they did to her in future movies. You know, they cloned her and all sort of nonsense. But
0: How many movies was she in? How many alien movies was she in?
1: She did three. Four, right? And she, she, was, was she was in the fourth. That's when she was the clone in the fourth, yeah. Okay. You know, there was a, I
3: think they either shot the scene or they wrote the scene. The most recent one, The Predators.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Is that the one where they get the, like, uh, they get, like a, a suit to fight the Predators or something? That's the one with the kid, right? At the very end, yeah. The kid's like a yeah. Um, at the very end, it's it's like a suit that helps them fight the predators, but it's like in a box or something, and it's the big reveal that it's the suit. Uh, it was going to be revealed to be a um, like a Ripley clone or something, I think. Really? Yeah. Like apparently, <laughs> only only Ripley's can kill. Aliens and Predators,
0: I She can probably still do the, the job, too.
3: Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I would love to see uh, Ripley against Predator. Ripley and Dutch versus Predators. Get to the
0: chopper.
3: It's not the doomer. <laughs> oh, wrong movie, <laughs> All right. Good choice. Ellen Ripley. All right. My turn. I picked a woman, a woman, too, Jay. I'm surprised. I was a little worried they might not be represented. I thought someone might pick Ripley. But I chose a, a woman who's in one of the at the time for me since i don't go to scary movies this movie kind of fooled me because i didn't really think it was a scary movie and it's not your typical horror movie but i went and i got scared in a bunch of places and it's the hero is a woman and it's fbi agent clarice starling
1: oh 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 oh. he's in
2: his 30s or 40s he's got real physical strength combined with an older man's self-control. He's, he's cautious, precise. He's making himself a woman's suit, Mr. Crawford, out of real women. And he, and
1: he can sew this guy. He's, he's very skilled. He's a tailor or a dressmaker. Starling. Or, that's why they're all so big. He has to keep them alive so he can starve them a while. So he can loosen Starling.
2: their
3: skin. Is lamb uh, still crying, Clarice? Uh, I could watch yeah,
0: the movie. It scared okay.
3: me. <laughs> yeah, so you have this rookie FBI agent with her thick and maybe some say overused West Virginian accent <laughs> uh, sent to go help track down, uh, go talk to the infamous Hannibal the Cannibal Lecter, master uh, psychiatrist, psychologist and eater of humans um, to to get information on how to catch the other serial killer, Buffalo Bill. And not only does she go toe to toe with uh, Doctor Lecter and get and find out the information she needs, but she even goes alone to Buffalo Bill's house in the dark and uh, gets him. Which that whole scene when the when she's in the house with
2: just Buffalo Bill and the lights are out, freaked me out. The night vision glasses. That was yeah. such a cool scene.
1: Yeah. And 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 the fear, the fear that Jodie Foster had. I mean, Absolutely. I that would be me. Like in the dark with a totally insane person. I mean, the fear that she showed, but the fact that she did it. I mean, she could have ran out of the house, called for backup, whatever. But she knew what she had to do.
3: Yeah, and I just I think it's uh it's it's one of those situations where she's and granted she's an FBI agent, so you you tend to have to be more heroic than maybe us in our regular everyday lives but it's really just a a, a normal person doing their job and being thrown into these circumstances um where you know a lot of people might have even expected her to fail as a rookie as a female agent um but she rises to the occasion and she even and the fact that she goes toe-to-toe with with, um, Hannibal Lecter who's constantly trying to manipulate her um, he's I, I, you know, obviously far more educated and experienced than she is in in terms of behavioral psychology and, and, and personality theory and things like that. And she just she just does what she has to do to get the information. She plays the games the way she has to, and she wins out in the end.
1: Yes, I sir. Great. I think it's a. And great they're making
0: pick. a TV show of uh, that movie. Oh yeah? Really? In February. Yeah, it's called Clarice. What's about? it's about it's really like her beginnings oh, okay yeah Ooh. so i'm like i said i've only saw the movie one time i'm not a big uh, i'm not sounds, really big on uh horror land. movies so but i'm gonna watch the tv show just because i i like for some reason i can watch them on the television i don't know
3: well let me ask you guys this since we bring it up is it a horror movie or is it a like a psychological thriller? because thriller if we right, bring up right, like like yeah. I love Seven. I love Seven. I don't think that's a horror movie. I think it's movie. I would put Seven and sons and Lambs in the same category. Yeah. So, yeah. Same thriller. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But but there are some <laughs> horror. <you> know, horror. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry. Or how about okay, at the end thanks. at the end he goes, We're having I'm having a friend over for dinner. I was like, Oh, he's gonna eat that poor guy. <laughs> he's gonna <laughs> eat that <thong." laughs>
1: But a lot of the a lot of the, the action really is, is in her exchanges with dr Lecter and and you know just the back and forth the mind games and everything so yeah i mean there's some horror elements there but it's it's definitely a psychological thriller yeah.
3: now i didn't see the sequels with is it julianne moore i think took over julianne
1: moore was in that sequel how was that do you, anybody remember I, I saw it once i really i don't know i just didn't it's she took a really a different approach to Clarice and uh I don't know I I just felt like the the prequel one Red Dragon I, I that found was a cool. l- that was a great one I don't even know what the sequel was but uh it definitely I think was it, yeah, Antle, it just maybe? wasn't the same maybe maybe it was Hannibal. It was Hannibal
0: yeah,
2: yeah that sounds right all right so yeah that's my second one okay so we're on what this is our second one already second year okay. yeah that Ooh. is correct I am picking, if you guys didn't freaking this out now, for me, this Indiana Jones. Hell.
0: You want to talk to God?
1: Let's go see him together. I've got nothing better to
2: do. Please. This. <laughs> I love this freaking character. Him? Huh?
0: Who played Indiana Jones? I don't even know.
2: Tom Selleck. Almost, Quigley, and I think he would have. I think he would have done a a fair uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, you know, I think it. I mean, he had the look, you know, especially during that time period in the eighties. He was a pretty big name with uh, Magnum PI. I I mean, people don't remember that was like a really hot show.
3: Dude, he played Indiana Jones. It was called Alan Quatermain. Didn't you see those movies? Quigley on down. It wasn't him. Uh, Alan Quatermain wasn't him. Oh, he was Quigley yeah he was, was quick yeah, yeah yeah, yeah, oh, good yeah. are you and sure it, he was an
0: alligator mean no it was a blonde hair guy looked like chuck norris can't remember his <laughs> name though
2: <laughs> yes yeah that's correct so. richard chamberlain All yeah right, my bad. yeah yeah but you know All they right. did do an episode on magnum pi where it was kind of like a spoof of raiders of the lost ark which was cute but yeah i love this character what, what i like about him is that like i remember when i was a kid you know, we we were exposed to, like, Star Wars and Superman and all this stuff. And, like, these guys are these extraordinary powers and stuff. And Indiana Jones is just one of those guys where, dude, anyone could be him. You know? <laughs> I mean, he was every every kind of guy, kind of hero. He didn't have any superpowers. He just uh, was a, a teacher and uh, he liked what he does. and uh, And they went on adventures. How cool is that, you know?
1: What I what I really loved about it is the reason I went to see it, I was like, wow, Han Solo is going to be in a movie. And in five minutes, I completely forgot who Han Solo was, because here's a new hero for me in in Indiana Jones. He does
0: have a lot of movies. But my favorite of of that group is The Last Crusade. It's solid. I I just, you know, him and Sean Connery were a perfect duo together. I can't watch Temple of Doom, though. I'm not a big fan of that one. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that that one's actually grown on me. Like going back and watching it, it's uh, I didn't like it as a kid, but uh, I appreciate it a lot more now. It was it was a darker a darker Indiana oh, Jones. Oh yeah, it's movie. definitely dark.
2: I felt the same way too. For some reason, like you know, growing up, like Temple of Doom. Like if I had a between the three movies, it was always like the the bottom of the three. I think. And uh, I don't know why, but for some reason, Temple of Doom is, like really grown on me. And, and I think it, and I definitely have an appreciation of it now. Like when you're looking back, like when people are making movies today, that it's really easy to repeat the same formula over and over again. And to see mm-hmm. like Raiders be so successful and they say, OK, you know, we're going to do another movie and we're, we're going to do something completely different. And I thought that was that's pretty ballsy for for like production companies and people investing money in the character. And like, OK, well, and where's Marion? Here. What was that? What?
3: No, and for a sequel, because usually when you make a sequel, you want it to be as much as like the first one as possible because everybody loved the first one.
2: Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. they went in an entirely different direction, and it is darker. and uh, But, you know, I would definitely say in Temple, it just seems because it was darker, there was more at stake, I think, because Indy does kind of lose kind of like three quarters in, into the movie where Molaram actually does capture him and, and, and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, Raiders and, and Last Crusade – he never really felt Indy was in that much harm, so.
3: He gets you know, it. Yeah, well, I think what they did with part two also is it's not a, it's less of a kids movie than the other two. And we were kids, and that's probably why I only saw it once until fairly recently. And after rewatching it, I enjoyed it a lot more than because I remember seeing it first time back in the day. I was like, yeah, I don't like this one, and I kind of <laughs> left I left it alone after that. But after rewatching it, you know, within the past five years. I was like, okay, this is better. It's still some of the stuff is still shocking to me. Like when they eat all that disgusting food and pulling out people's hearts and stuff like that. I was like, holy crap! I can't believe this is a kids' movie. But... <laughs> yeah, I watched so... it
0: on Instagram again.
3: Oh. well, that was definitely made for kids. <laughs> that that version was made by kids or for kids. I mean, no, but yeah,
0: uh, Alan, you're—I know you're the Indiana Jones uh, master here. Temple of Doom is supposedly time frame-wise. After the other two movies, right?
2: Before. It actually takes place one year before Raiders.
0: Oh, it does. Okay. Gotcha.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I I think they just did it by design because they didn't have, in doing that, they don't have to explain where is Marion. They don't have to go back to using the Nazis as the bad guys and stuff. So it's just something different.
1: Yeah, Def- definitely. That's that's my one thing with Temple of Tomb is no Marion, and I don't, I don't even know who she was. The one that replaced her. Oh don't even God, remember. if you if you if I oh, can like Kate
2: digitally Catcher, remove right? Willie Scott from that movie. Oh, oh my uh, god. god. Wait, I first do all, it.
3: Spielberg's got enough money to put a hand out on all of us. So let's, that's quite
1: <laughs> I That's love
3: Kurt this movie White. so much. It's my favorite. Kate Capshaw's the best leading lady ever.
1: See, but if he sends hitmen a- after us, they won't have guns. They'll have walkie-talkies. They were digitally replaced, <laughs> so we're okay. That's true. I like that. Say whatever you want about Capshaw.
3: <laughs> I'm sorry, Mrs. Spielberg. Keep talking about Mrs. Spielberg. <laughs>
2: yeah, and talk about like her marrying like one of the greatest directors. Did she do anything after that in movies? I don't think so. I mean, I remember her. I she was in Space Camp, you know, before Temple. That's first so of all, I love Space Camp. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I really don't remember anything else after that.
3: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she'll pop up here and there. I think in like a TV role or whatever. But she's like the the woman that married um, like his fifth wife, uh, Cameron James Cameron's, the the daughter from Titanic, wound up marrying him.
2: Oh yeah. Or even like um like Phoebe Cates, right? Remember she no, married she totally disappeared, yeah. yeah, yeah she, she totally she disappeared after clean. she got married. Mm. Too bad. Yep. Princess Carabao. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Right.
1: Are we gonna no? do obscure
2: characters or, or heroes or do or... you wanna do that? Well, if we make it quick.
3: What's that?
2: Obscure heroes, if you want to just name one obscure hero.
3: Okay, so let's do this. You have two minutes to tell us your, your dark horse hero pick and why they're a hero. Two minutes. Pete.
0: Okay, someone else go first.
1: <laughs> Jay. <laughs> I mean, my, my kind of dark horse pick is is I did take Dutch from Predator just because, I mean, I, I don't know how much of a hero he really was. I mean, yeah, he fought the Predator. He beat the Predator. But, I mean, I really picked him because it's Arnold. It's big guns. It's explosions. And, uh, you know, get to the chopper.
2: Yeah, he's badass, right? man. He just took on the predator mano Imano. That's amazing what he did. Yeah.
3: And he figured out how he tracked and everything. He muttered himself up. Yeah. yeah. I'm here to Do it. Hey. <laughs> All right.
1: Good After one. Sure I thought Le Pew was in that movie. <laughs>
3: what? I can you, go now if anybody wants to. Your jealousy me. is way too apparent. <laughs> All
1: right. Uh,
3: my pick oh. oh go ahead Pete. You, you know,
0: go. Uh yeah, so I was thinking um I actually had the person uh Sylvester Stallone is John Rambo. Okay.
2: How so is that a dark a horse, team? dude? That's he's like a like a major major.
1: Well wait, wait, now do you mean first blood Rambo? or or you know which 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 or, or last blood last blood,
0: <laughs> the first, blood. The la- oh the yeah They were all good movies. Uh, The first one, because uh, at the time, you know, they built that character up through that movie. I mean, the guy, I just liked his character. I just thought he was a good character. Um, You know, knowing people from, you know, Vietnam and that's gone through it. You know, you you see the character and how he's trying to adjust to life. And it's it's just really interesting. I just like him as as. As a character, I don't think it's Sylvester Stallone's best hero that he he did in the eighties. I'll be honest.
2: You know the, oh, the original right. film before they cut it up, I think the original runtime was like three hours worth of movie. The first they, blood. Yeah, and they had to chop it down majorly because, wow. like, if you watch a three hours Sylvester Stallone's like this is this is gonna kill my career. And uh, <laughs> oh, is that. Uh, go ahead. No, no, no. So they edited it down to to what we what we watch but they said like if you really watch closely there's a lot of things that i almost don't make sense like like uh you know when they first capture uh rambo at the police station and i think Mm -hmm. the only abuse you really see is just when they're hosing him down and stuff but apparently there was like more to it you know and so when you see the reactions of the police officers like oh you screwed him over and stuff and what they really do they just kind of hose him down but apparently in the original like the original filming of it it was just everything was just more involved and stuff.
3: Well, Alan, hmm. they they drew first blood, not him. They drew first blood. And that's true too. It's not over.
0: <laughs> it's never over. It's
3: not All right. over. <laughs> All right, great. That's a good pick. Um, I cho- well, here's the thing, and I I just decided to change it in midstream. I was gonna ch- I was gonna choose James Braddock for missing in action. Uh, Chuck Norris. Um, All right. But as I was thinking about it, I realized I was combining two movies because I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, Gene Hackman. I'm like, wait a minute. So I really want to change my pick to uh, Colonel Rhodes, played by Gene Hackman in Uncommon Valor, which is about uh, a Vietnam veteran, the colonel, who puts together a team. You know, I think they're civilians still uh, at this point. And he puts together a team. And you know, part of the movie is a train in the States and stuff like that. And he goes back over, you know, like a private team, and they go back over to Vietnam to rescue some POWs. And I, I remember seeing that as a kid, and I was like, wow, this is like, you know, if, you know, this, this is just, I guess, when the POWs were really becoming nationwide notice, uh, I was like, oh, well, why don't they do that? Why don't they get some of these guys to go over there and, and save our POWs? And
1: um, the cast,
3: has anybody else seen Uncommon Valor? Am I the only one?
1: Yeah. I, I, I saw it back in the 80s. I haven't seen it in quite some time, though.
3: No, I'm not saying this is a, an awesome movie or anything like that. I'm just thinking in terms of being a hero, this guy was it. It was very selfless, what he was doing, getting the team together, risking their lives. And it was more realistic then, because Missing in Action, the first one was kind of okay, but after that, they kind of leaned into the Rambo thing with unlimited ammo, blowing people up with arrows, that kind of thing. Um, Uncommon Valor was just, just a good, you know, like, bring them home movie. And it's Gene Hackman, Patrick Stewart, Robert Stack, Fred Ward, Randall Tex Cobb, the original Captain America, Red Brown, um, mm. Tim Thomerson. Yeah, so uh, Colonel Rhodes in Uncommon Valor.
1: Mm. Nice pick.
3: There you go. Nice pick.
2: Okay, my last pick. Another uh, John Carpenter flick. Oh, let's guess. Snake Plissken from mm. Escape from New York that's a Mm. badass character in a badass movie too and i don't think that movie gets enough love either (laughs) but what a cool premise right they they make the whole like island of manhattan like one big like prison prison and there's no way on and off and basically if you did some terrible crime they just drop her off and that's it (laughs) like you know (laughs) the people made their own rules in there and i think well what is it the the President of the United States, right, I think his plane crashes. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, so they're missing him. And I, I, did, was Snake on that island before? I can't remember now.
3: No, they send him in.
2: Well, I'm, I know, but did he have like basic knowledge of the place before?
1: No. I, I don't I think, from what I remember, I think just because he was so notorious that when he kinda of touched down there and he started running into all these different criminal elements. They just knew who he was. Oh right,
2: that's right. Yeah. Oh dude it's Snake. Yeah. Very cool <laughs> film. Very cool. And what a what a cool device to keep the pressure on because in the beginning of the film, spoiler alert, right, uh Van Cleef, what the heck is that guy's first name? Anyway.
3: Lee Lee Van, Lee Van Cleef, yeah. I think it's Lee Van Lee, Van Cleef, they put yeah. like
2: a like a I don't know if it was poison or like a mini bomb. They kinda of injected it in. Him. And it's, it's like Lee's like, I squatted him. Yeah, and they're like, "Listen, if you look at the president out of this certain time, you're going to die." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> so that that sense of pressure and time was there. And it's such a cool flake. And when you think about like, and listen, this is this came out like early 80s, and I don't know if you guys remember. Manhattan was a freaking dump. You know, like oh, yeah. it's it was yeah. like scary. There was like spray paint. I remember I remember my mom, she worked she worked in New York, right? And I remember she brought me to work. And I remember the moment you passed over the george washington bridge there was some dude coming up to your car and would literally spit on the windshield and with a squeegee like wipe your like windshield and ask for money i mean that's that's what it was like back then you know it was scary huh
3: yeah it was what's changed (laughs) gangs gangs, graffiti yeah yeah yeah, everything i mean like the subways right Times Uh, square was all porno shops and, and
1: stuff like that and
2: what was the year with Bernie Getz? Remember that that dude that that shot? Eighty four. Was 86?
1: that? A, I was gonna say that was early early to mid eighties. Yeah.
2: Oh okay. I mean that, that I mean that's basically what New York was like and like until oh geez I I I probably say when Giuliani came in and Giuliani cleaned up, was done. Yeah, he cleaned yeah. it up. You would people today have no idea what New York used to be. I mean it was scary and and to think yeah. that that premise of New York as a prison it made total sense. You know if if, if, if they never cleaned it
1: up. if you if you if if, you know for those out there you know if you really want to see what new york looked like at that time watch the warriors uh because oh yeah that's that's pretty pretty accurate accurate. yeah
2: yeah Oh, that's a that's a great flick also
1: yeah it's a really good flick it
2: was 1986
0: by the way oh bernie gates yeah there you go
2: yeah new york was was a pretty scary place at the time so
0: it was and i mean now it's turning back but um yeah, I mean, that definitely depicted it pretty well.
3: Snake <laughs>
2: <laughs> Plissken.
3: Kurt Russell at it again. That's two on the list. First of all, that's why we got to do a show on Kurt Russell. He has the best roles. Yeah, you go through his IMDb, you would like, oh my God. <laughs> it is a good Miracle. movie. Miracle. i like, Miracle.
0: No. that's <laughs> a
1: great movie. Um, yeah. Miracle,
0: Miracle is good. Miracle was a good great.
1: movie. Soldier, yeah. where he, he hardly says anything, but he just kicks ass in that yeah. film.
2: I love Kurt um, Russell. Yeah. Her amazing. Tangle yeah, yeah. on Cash. Yeah. Tombstone. Oh. Tombstone, there you go.
0: Yeah. Can't go wrong there.
3: Santa Claus movie on Netflix.
0: That, the first <laughs> one's great. The second one's horrible.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's that, that wraps up our hero show. I want to thank the uh nerd uh, nerd zone guys for being here. JP, thank you very much. Oh, and we want to tell the listeners that we actually did a part two. Which is The Greatest 80s Villains, which if you hop on over to Enter the Nerd Zone, you can listen to that show with the four of us uh, talking about our favorite 80s villains.
2: Oh. Whoa.
3: <laughs> you guys want to promote your uh, Instagrams and your shows? Z- Plural. <laughs> okay,
0: you got it.
1: All righty. So, yeah, you can head on over to Instagram. Uh, Enter the Nerd Zone is there. I will post pictures about the content that we talk about, especially you know these joint shows that we have done. Um, and yeah, just find us there. And anywhere you find this podcast, you can find the Enter the Nerd Zone podcast as well.
0: Okay. Pete? Uh, hi. Yes. Jay said it all. All
2: right. <laughs> all right. Alan, where can you find us? Dude, uh Facebook, nerd to me podcast,
0: Instagram. <laughs> no I was gonna but <laughs> when you asked
2: me, that, I was like, dude, how can you not find? It? If you're listening to the show, yeah, I guess you found us already. <laughs> Seriously, Jack.nerd <laughs> to me podcast on Facebook, Instagram, nerd Twitter. nerd to podcast, YouTube, that's on fire. bro, it's been on fire. Nerd to podcast on YouTube, it's been on fire. So watch the stuff that we've been putting up there. Did I say it's on fire? It's on fire. Yep.
3: It's It's lit and legit.
2: It is lit (laughs) and legit. (laughs) Anything else, boys? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. Till next time.
3: I'm a Jedi, like my father before me. Peace. It's all in the
1: reflexes. All right. What's he doing?
2: (laughs) Peace.
0: Peace. Peace. Assemble.